0: In today's episode, we have the privilege of sitting down with one of the USL Championship's deadliest goal scorers. A native of Sierra Leone, this player has made his mark on the league, becoming the second youngest player to reach 50 goals. He's made his way through teams such as the Portland Timbers and LA Galaxy, and even landed a spot on his home nation's AFCON side. For Howler Spotlight number 9, here is Augustine Williams. Howler's Spotlight number, what is this? Nine, right? Nine? I think so, yeah. Well, we're delighted and we're treated uh, very well today with Charleston Battery forward Augustine Williams. Welcome, Augie. Welcome, welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It's good to have you. Uh, Obviously, a great start to the season for the Charleston Battery. Kind of talk to us about that. Talk to us how you're feeling, um, everything like that.
1: Yeah, obviously it's a great uh, feeling to obviously be on the right path as we have started so far. So the boys are buzzing. We're all happy and we're getting good results. So there's no better feeling than
2: that. Yeah. Also, congratulations, Player of the Week. You've earned your yeah. honor. <laughs> He's out here scoring goals.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. thing that will be taken away from us needs to be earned. So obviously that has been done so far. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's a great feeling to be able to um, get all the points we've been able to get at home so far. So, it's, it's good.
2: Yeah, you've been able to put on quite a show. Uh, we were actually down there for the opening match. We got to meet some of the regiment faithful. Yeah. Uh, we saw some of the upgrades to the season. But, man, what a crew. And I can can only imagine what it's like to have them at your back. You got the smoke Absolutely. popping off. Um, Absolutely. And you scored quite a goal away from home um, your late winner against your rivals the Tampa Bay Rowdies what were your emotions in that spe- specific moment afterwards like talk to us a little bit about that
1: yeah I mean obviously a team like Tampa whenever uh, like Tampa Louisville just teams that have dominated the Eastern Conference for a while whenever I hear that we have a game against them, you know, it's a different uh, feeling. It's like you're going against one of the best, so you want to be able to put your best performance. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: obviously uh, my job was just making sure I'm at the right place at the right time. You know, obviously um, just watching the film, there was a guy who went down from their end and uh, you can see that the referee just kept like saying you guys should kept going cause we have advantage. So mm-hmm. once I realized that the ball was cleared by Leland and then, uh, Arturo was just driving forward. I was just um, trying to make sure I'm trying to lose the defender as quick as I, as I can. And unfortunately, when he played me the ball, I was still in my own half. So the rules say that I'm not outside if I'm in my own half. So Right. Yeah, you timed it just yeah.
2: perfectly. What a ball! Too. Did you know the minute it left your foot? I was watching it live. The minute you it left your foot, did you know? Is like, or did you have to wait a little bit? Is it kind of crept no, across? No, the no. You know,
1: obviously, uh, I pick up my head and I saw the goalkeeper coming out, and just me speaking to uh, our goalkeeper coach Brian last year. Uh, the few tips he gives me, which is, it's very difficult for a goalkeeper to come out while he's on while he's running to also be able to stand and make a save. So. Once I picked my head up and I knew that uh, he was not going to risk trying to save that because he's already out of the 18-yard, mm-hmm. my job was to get it around him. And unfortunately, I was able to do that. And as soon as it went around it, I knew it was going in the back of the net at that point.
2: Yeah. Man, what a goal. I, I'm still shocked by it. You had back the, the back-to-back winners also by your teammate on the set piece. That
0: was incredible yeah. too. Um, yeah absolute scenes. Um, Augie, you mentioned post-match in Tampa that Ben Pierman is the type of manager you'd run through a wall for. What about him has been so impactful? Um, What have you seen from him that really sets him apart from maybe other managers you've worked with or coaches? Kind of talk to that a bit.
1: I think for me, obviously, what I would say about him from my own personal experience, I think he has made this squad into... A family you know he's the kind of guy who even off of the pitch like he gives you the platform to be able to talk about whatever you want to have a conversation with him he gives you that that platform so even before the season starts like he would call me we would talk about certain things you know what I mean how am i feeling about like this signing or whatever the case might be so I felt like it was basically bringing in that kind of energy you know every player at once and then in the locker room on the pitch he motivates us to to want to be able to perform to the best of our ability. And it gives us the, the, the opportunity to be able to express ourselves as well. So when you look at and you put all those together, you know, some people who are backing you up, you always want to be able to give them your absolutely best. And I think when I said that that statement that day, when you want to be able to run through a while, he's there for us in the good and the bad. And then people only see the, the beautiful effect on the pitch, but obviously he supports us. Like when you're having a rough day at training and things like that, So when you put all that together and then you see that comes into reality, you want to be able to keep fighting for someone like that, who has your back 24 seven.
0: Yeah, that's well said. And I think that goes unnoticed when you, like you mentioned, you only see the productivity on the pitch, but the behind the scenes stuff really goes a long way. So that's, that's amazing. And we we had the pleasure to sit down with Ben and, it was a fantastic interview. Oh he was a yeah, great guy <laughs> from what we gathered. No, uh, a lot of good guys on the park.
1: Very fun to talk to, too. Yeah, he yeah. is. High high energy, high energy,
0: high energy for sure. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I guess I, I envision you more as a senior type player. Obviously, you come with loads of experience from a professional aspect. Um, being Having been so successful so far um, as a striker in this league, what type of advice do you give to the likes of the young forwards that have come in, and that are there, like Fidel, who's who's been there for two, almost two, the second season now, Mark Hanich, Traeger, that have just come in. Um, what's kind of maybe something, some things you said to them at the start of the season to, to kind of help their, their game going forward?
1: I think, I mean, for me, for the first thing is like I, I it's, it's all about like wanting to learn every day, you know. That's the point I think I've realized about myself. No matter what I've, I've accomplished, I've always – been open to wanting to learn more, you know what I mean? And this is why I'm at the stage I am today because I've always wanted to learn from different coaches, whether it's my players as well. So guys like Fidel, you know, he has he's a very talented guy, you know what I mean? Uh, so you want to be able to advise, like, guys like that to be able to just be comfortable, you know, enjoy the game while you're playing it because it's the most important part about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've embraced mm-hmm. him since day one uh, that he's been, part of our squad and he has helped us a lot whether even if it's not assist but just being at the right place at the right time helping us in terms of like making runs that open space for me and 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 nick as well so i think um guys like that you want to be able to uh, give them the best advice in terms of like you know these things will come over time you know that that uh individual success but at the end of the day he's helped us a lot in terms of like collective success I think or when you look at guys like that you want to be able to help them because I was once at a young age at that age when I also went professional and I had people who supported me to be where I'm at so in in any way like I can or the group can we we try to do that for him
2: yeah that's I think it goes such a long way you talk about uh, coach Pierman from the top down kind of um the listening aspect to communicating like you can give all the advices you want, but I think what you touch on when young players have someone to go to, who they know is, is proven and kind of have been through it for them to be able to go to you and kind of speak their mind that, that must really bring you guys together. Um, Right. There's no doubt about it. You're one of the standout returning players. Um, How have you, and how did you carry the form from last season into this season without? the bad of an, like you just goals right into goals, goals after goals. And when the season started, um, you, you managed to get things going pretty quickly out of the gate.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't try to, um, look at myself as, uh, a guy who, uh, put a lot of pressure on myself in terms of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I -hmm. just, I just, um, I want to be able to help the team the best way I can. In any way, I cannot support the team to be successful. That's my first priority. And I think it's just me, uh, like, open to learning, wanting to be better every day. I think that's where that strive comes from. And I think, for me, the first goal is the hardest part. But yeah. as soon as that first goal comes, the rest just come easily. It so. <laughs> <They> just falls <laughs> to your lap.
0: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
1: first one is where I have so much pressure on my shoulder. you know. But once that comes, and I'm, I'm, I'm able to be relax now, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just don't have to overthink it anymore.
2: Well, for the rest of us, it's good to know that you are human and you do feel a little <laughs> bit of that pressure at first, yeah. but then it, afterwards it rolls off your shoulders. Um, yeah. Did you feel an added pressure as you saw the talent that was be- being added in the offseason? Do you feel that that added to the pressure um, heading into the season? Or did you kind of take it optimistically that it was just going to raise the competition levels throughout the camp?
1: No, not really. Obviously, just speaking with Lee, uh, the whole plan was to get uh, you know guys to help me more in terms of success. You know, and if you can see the last season, um, the reality was I was the one scoring most of the goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you bring in guys like Nick, you bring in guys like you know um, Fidel, like you bring in guys like uh, Arturo and those kind of like players. It kind of take the pressure off of me, you know what I mean. So there are times when people are focusing on me, and Nick is over there banging in goals, and then they go and focus on Nick. <laughs> and I said, "Then I'm like, it's my turn." Right, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I think that balance—it's a healthy competition in training. But I look at it as like you know, when you put all together, it's all about the team and the success. At the end of the day, help the team to be able to flourish the way we've we've been we've been doing so far.
0: I love that. Um, transitioning here a bit, I'm curious to know more about yourself, Augie, and, and your roots um, to Sierra Leone. Kind of speak to, I guess, um, your your arrival to the States. I know you grew up in in California, but I'd love to know more about um, the culture that you brought with you to, to the U.S. And, and how it's helped you kind of stay grounded and, and maybe with your game as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, for a kid who uh – I left Sierra Leone at the age of six, you know, lived in Senegal for two years. Uh, that's where the American embassy was before we we moved to um, the States. The whole point was my mother wanted to bring me, my brother and my father here to kind of have a better education, a better lifestyle than the one we have in Sierra Leone. So, you know, when I was given this platform to be actually able to express myself in this beautiful game, you know, I wanted to take an opportunity to make something out of it, you know, and my has always told me since day one, you know what I mean? Just stay grounded, you know, believe in God, you know what I mean? And, and just making sure that you're being a good person and then the right things would just, would just come to you. And I think that has been my foundation in terms of my success. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm always that guy who wants to be able to see people happy, people success having, you know what I mean? So I think when you kind of apply that, I think good st- things come to you. And I think that's why I've been able to, you know what I mean, have success and obviously the work that I put in as well for me to be able to do what I do.
0: That's beautifully said. And I'm, I'm curious, like how, how much of the game was, was a big support, I guess, the game of soccer for that transition? Was that something that you initially jumped into when you first came to the U.S.? Um, like at the grassroots level, you, you, you wanted to come here and kick around just with kids your age?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, my father used to take me when I was younger. Even though I didn't, I don't remember much. But he used to take me. Like they used to have like this weekend, like uh, they call it in the U.S. Sunday league type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I would go and, and watch him. Uh, you know, I wanted to participate, but I, I was too young, and he was also afraid of me getting hurt and things like that. So um, there was days where I would just leave the house, you know, don't, and don't come back to, like, late. My, mo- my mom used to beat me up, but I was like, you know, <laughs> as long as I'm going to have fun, that's all that matters. You know? <laughs> but I think when I, came in, when I came to the U.S., it was more so of, like, educational purposes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was doing, like, soccer for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, a lot of people started telling me that it was not possible or he's just fast, he's not good enough. You know, Or with the city I grew up in, it's a city called Hayward and. uh, Northern California in the in the Bay Area. Okay, so I think all those things when you look at it, and then you want to be able to ask yourself, why are these things impossible as they're saying it to be? You know, and I think that's where the motivation came from. Like, why a guy who comes from Sierra Leone is not able to accomplish these things? You know, they say it's a one percent that makes it in this industry. So why cannot I be part of that one percent? So I think that's where the drive came from, and me just knowing that you know it doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter your 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 race, your ethnicity. As long as you're focused on something and you want to be able to attain it, and you put the work behind it, I think it's possible. I think that's where the drive came from.
2: Wow, that's that's a powerful message. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it is the game. The game delivers a lot, and it's a unique trait of yours to when the individuals are saying like, "Oh no, you can't do that." Rather than just take their word for it, you kind of. You step up to bat, and you're like, "Well, why not?" And then you've obviously gone and shown us. Um, I don't. I'm not sure this m- might have happened at the youth level, or it might have happened further along in your career. But when did you realize that you just had this pure ability to find the back end of the net and score goals?
1: Uh, I think when I actually learned my position in terms of like. Um, that took a while, you know, because mm-hmm. back in high school, I was a winger, but I was also uh, a forward. But I realized that when it came to playing as a winger, it was too much money for me, you know, especially when you had a, a fast guy who's playing oh, yeah. as a right back or a left back. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it started coming up when I moved to L.A., you know, positioning wise, you know, learning um being at the right place at the right time and knowing my strength and realizing that my strength is in that box and then i just had that belief that if i know where the defender my uh, uh, or the person who i'm playing against i'm observing my environment i'm able to move quick quickly in that in that way and obviously speaking to guys like kai kamara as well helps me a lot and looking at guys like that I've played while they were at LA, like Zardes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Ola mm-hmm. Kamara, those type of people, you learn from them. You, you want to be able to see why they're so successful in what they've done. So me personally, I was always uh, open to learning. And then as soon as I started becoming more and more efficient in my movement, and I think everything uh, perfectly came all at once. And that's when I realized that I can actually score
2: goals. <laughs> The striker's wit—you've learned the art of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking to your roots again, um, you've had the privilege of repre- representing your nation. You were able to travel with the team to the Afcon tournament. Um, what was the experience like, and, and what does it mean to you to represent your home nation?
1: Yeah, obviously, it's a it's a great feeling. You know, um, Sierra Leone is a very small country, not. That- not a, a lot of people don't even know about Sierra Leone. If you're not good at geography, I should put it that way. <laughs> but uh, it's a country with uh, about eight million people. So you know, to be able to represent Sierra Leone in in Afcon, the experience alone was was absolutely amazing. You know, you watch guys like you know Zaha, like on TV, like guys like uh, um, what's his name, the Manchester City left back there for Algeria. I forgot his name. I think Riot something. Uh, Mahrez. Mahrez, Mahrez, and, yeah, Maris, yeah, uh, uh Guys like Pepe that used to play for Arsenal, when you get to actually be in the same environment and actually play against those guys, you know, it's a great feeling. You know, it's 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 something that's that I don't take for granted, you know, so I, I think it's always an honor whenever I'm called to represent Sierra Leone in the big stage, and I, I want to be able to do it to the best of my ability. So it's a great feeling. And the whole AFCON itself was, was something that I've, you know, Loved since I was there, and it's a great experience for myself. And obviously, I'm wishing that we can go back there. So it was, it's a beautiful experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, African nations also showed up in a big way in this past World Cup. Yeah, yeah I mean, not yeah. only, not only with players
0: to bring the table, but whole teams obviously making deep runs. Exactly. Um. Obviously, Augie, you have it in very. Um, significant record in the USL. You've reached 50 goals at the youngest, second youngest player um, in league history at age 25. You tallied 16 goals last season at career high. Are you someone that sets targets for yourself? I know you don't put pressure on yourself, but in the back of your head, is there sometimes where you go into certain games or, or in, into the season where you're like, all right, I want to get this goal, this many goals um, in this amount of games or stuff like that? Or is it mostly focus on the game, focus helping your team, Kind of talk to kind of your mentality when it comes to, to setting up a season and, and looking at the, the success you've already had when it comes to awards and, and and accolades and stuff like that.
1: No, not really. Honestly, I focus more on the collective aspect uh, in terms of, like, I feel like if the team is having success, that's because individual players are contributing to that collective success. So me, I I, I, I started doing it when I was, like, you know, when I was younger, setting up goals, how many goals I wanted to score. But then obviously when I reflect on it, I'm like, I'm limiting myself in terms of like, if I say I want to score 16 goals, what if I can score 20 goals? You know? Mm-hmm. So I look at it from that. I don't come in and say, oh, I want to score. Like, my job is to score. You know? People, the reality that I've learned about my position at the end of the day, you're based, you're solely judged on how many goals you score. You know? Mm-hmm. You could do all these fancy Definitely. hold-up plays, but at the end of the day, your value goes up or decreases on how many goals you score, which is the reality. Uh, you know, but uh, so I don't put that pressure on myself that I need to come in and score goals. You know what I mean? As, as long as I know that the coach want me to do a certain thing and I know if I can do it day in and out, I can have success. So when the coach wants me to make runs behind the line, make that like near post run. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started mm-hmm. doing those things, the success comes. If you see the, the game against Tampa, me making that run behind the line creates space for myself to be able to have the opportunity to score. And my job is to just make the most out of every opportunity that I get.
0: That's that's well said. And and hearing you now, having spoken into the last 20 minutes, you don't seem like somebody who would fit the bill of that stereotypical striker, all eyes on me, I want, yeah. all, all of that. <laughs> but the one thing that we can say is, looking on Instagram, we, we've, we've seen the fits. We've seen the Augie okay. fits post, uh, pre-match. Um, is that something um a part of the game that you, you love to do? Obviously, you know, get get decked out. I, I know from my perspective when I see players showing up to match day, they got all the all the fresh looks on. Is is that something to you that you find just a fun part of being a professional athlete?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean someone once said it like look good, play good. So yeah. I think all of us come together. You know what I mean? And we gotta look band look good too for the camera. So Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, players come when you start first coming, you see like players are dressing nice or whatnot. So you obviously you want to be it's like a tradition type Mm -hmm. of a culture type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I I just think uh, it's game day. You just want to look everything you do has to be uh, in the best way possible to be ready for the game
2: yeah certainly certified in the swagger department <laughs> most of the charleston battery walking in with yeah. their um handbags and stuff uh, and ben Pierman, he had his him and lee
0: both had the Opening custom <laughs> uh, footwear on
1: and ben has the jordan collection too does he yeah oh he's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sneaker head yeah. i
0: saw i saw the highlights when he was wearing on the sideline he was wearing other different different Nike shoes, different We didn't pull yeah. that out of him in his
2: in his interview. Yeah. We
0: also when we tuned in and he had that like tan rain jacket. I was like, that, that's pretty fresh when he was repping that. <laughs> uh, but um all right, Augie, quickly we're gonna transition into a little bit more fun type of interview style. We're gonna do some quick fire questions. Um if you can't think of them, then no worries, we'll move on. But are you, you ready for that? You good with that? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh favorite player?
1: Terry Henry.
0: Love it, love it. Favorite club? Like team? Yeah, team. Barcelona. Okay, okay. Favorite thing to do outside of football? Jet ski. Oh, okay. I like yeah, that one. That's a good one. Favorite thing about Charleston?
1: Patriot points I think the night uh, Patriot point on game days
0: you can't beat that when we were there for opening weekend it was pretty uh, pretty electric (laughs) Um, okay this last question you can think about it a little bit longer but if you can't think about it um, you can give the opposite so we are called the Howler's Podcast Howler being a messed up a moment where you mess up or there's an error can you remember a Howler of your career something that you look back on laugh a little bit about or something that just kind of sits with you as a motivation whatever it may be if you can't think of it, then you can say, I guess, the best moment in your career, spot, the bright man. spot, a positive moment. Could like, be.
1: that I messed up on? Yeah, like, could it be, it be a could be. Miss, It could, miss, could be like a howler, a sc- no, a sc- own goal. A scuff penalty, <laughs>
0: an own goal. I don't know. Yeah. One that stands out.
1: <laughs> no, no, I've never scored an own goal, and I hope I never do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
0: don't want to wish that upon you. Yeah, no, no definitely not.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was last year, the, pe- the penalty that I missed. Mm hmm. I think uh, that sat with me for a while, just you know, contemplating on my decision making and like kind of doubting myself at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think after I missed that, it was literally on my shoulder. Like I had to practice taking penalties for like a a whole week, Mm -hmm. just making sure that um, I can get back to like feeling confident again, because I think that's that's when I can play to the best of my ability. If I have little doubt, then um, there is obviously like a you know, a few things that can, like, stop me and stuff like that. Even the first two games, not to kind of derail from what we're saying, I had personal issues for the first two games. Mm -hmm. So I had that on my shoulder in terms of, like, you know what I mean? So I think I wasn't able to play to the best of my ability. But after that was sorted out, I think all that pressure went away from me. And and that's why why I think I can – I was talking to um, Andrew about this as well. But I think that, just to answer your question, the the penalty – uh Last year against Loudon.
0: Okay, yeah. But there's been
1: there's been so much other stuff where I've where I've woken up on game days and I thought it was the next day I already missed the game already. So oh that, that's, no. that's a good yeah. one. That's <laughs> that one that <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I woke up and I was like, damn, I missed the game. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked, back, I was like, oh, I didn't miss it. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. That's no, but to your point, it definitely, like you said, the it. Sometimes it just takes one moment for things to get set right, and clearly, it's it's working this season, which is good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's the value of these conversations. Like we love seeing
2: a little bit behind the curtain of like what's going on in your head, how these great players bounce back, obviously. (laughs) Like Sokka, he just missed a big penalty in the title race, but it's like the media is so aggressive getting on them on their back right away. And it's like these humanizing conversations with professionals like yourself, I think, are eye opening for the game. Um, And we'll keep the fun vibe going. Um, This one, this is going to be a continued quick fire. And okay. all you have to do, so I'm going to, I'm going to name one of your teammates and you can, you'll say the first thing that comes to mind, it could be a trade about them, like it could be they're funny or it could be a part of their game, maybe like quick, quick, fat, whatever it might be. So we've got a couple lined up for you. Um, the first player is Trey Muse.
1: Very religious. Okay.
2: A.J. Patterson?
1: He has different personality.
2: <laughs> Fidel?
1: Very quiet and shy.
2: Robbie Crawford?
1: Very technical.
2: Class. I like it. And how would you describe yourself in one word?
1: I Sort of like A, uh, A.J. Patterson different personality. It just depends who like, I'm around. You know? mm-hmm. like, if the guys say they want to go out, I'm not the type of to be like, okay, I don't want to go out. Let's go out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like type of stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I always want to be like, you know, if they want to do something, I'm part of it, but I'm very like as well, I can be calm. You know what I mean? Like, so it just depends like the kind of vibe I'm around.
0: Adaptable. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, very adaptable. Yeah. I love yeah. That. Obviously Big game coming up this weekend, Augie. Uh, Louisville, Louisville FC. They're second in the league. Your first. Um, what's your mindset on that game going forward? Is it just the same as it always is, business as usual, or um, is that is there any like talks amongst the dressing room or amongst yourselves of oh, they're first, we're first, they're second. Um, how's how's that feeling going into this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not really focusing on like. I mean, us being first and being second. I think the main focus right now for us is just to learn their weakness, evaluate them from the last game uh, against, you know, I think it was San Antonio. And I think we just want to be able to make sure that we do the right things that are going to bring us success that day when we play on Saturday. But obviously we want to make a statement as well, you know, like coming into like the team that you're used to last year is not the same anymore. So, you know, and that's that's a statement we've been able to make so far. And obviously they're coming in to kind of say it doesn't matter where you guys are on the table, we can beat you guys. And we want to also show them that we're not just there by accident. We're mm-hmm. there because we earn. We deserve to be there. You know, this, the mindset is the same for me, you know, approaching day-to-day, you know what I mean? Saturday we get here, like uh, Ben always say, but we have to take care of every day from now before Saturday gets here to making sure we do everything in the right way possible.
0: That's well said. It's uh, gonna be an exciting game. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be an exciting game.
1: like I said, those teams like I look forward to like, you know what I mean? Playing yeah. against them, you know, big club. So I look I look definitely forward mm-hmm. against playing them. Might be I safe. know they're gonna bring obviously their best to give us difficult time, but we're always gonna we're obviously gonna bring our best as well.
0: I have no doubt you guys will, I'm sure. Might see number nine on the score sheet. (laughs) (laughs) The continued goals. You might see me there. (laughs) If not, it'd be Nick, right? It'll be someone. yeah. (laughs) That's the beauty of it. They got the dynamic attack now. (laughs) No, but Augie...
1: Then I'm like, oh, now I got to get there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next game out or in that game, which even better. Yeah, definitely. Um, Augie, I think that's a great way to wrap up this interview. Really appreciate you coming on. Shared some great insight into yourself and to the team and obviously some fun uh, insight into you know just your players overall and the teammates that you you uh, see every single day. But it's great yeah. having you here.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me as
0: well. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Haller Spotlight number nine.
2: I Hope that number's right. But Hope yeah, it's right. Sure. <laughs> Complete. Have a good one. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining the Hallers Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Don't forget to check out our link tree and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. See you all soon. Bye-bye.